Good evening, everyone. We're going to have another reading now, and, uh, and then we're going to look at that reading together uh, for a brief few moments, and then we're going to sing again. So here we go. A reading from slightly earlier in the story, when Mary has only just found out that she is pregnant, from Luke chapter 1. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked on the, on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Well, we're going to think about those verses together for a few minutes uh, now. Christmas, they say, is just for kids. A virgin having a baby... It's a bit of fun, but that's all it is, just a story. Perhaps you are familiar with the words that came to Mary when she found out she was pregnant, the words of the angel. Uh, they'll, I think they'll come up for us here, yes. Here's what the angel said to Mary. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, even your relative is Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son. This is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And maybe you hear those words and you think, Holy Spirit, Son of God's babies out of nothing, barren women having babies. Maybe you think, it's just a story. It's a nice little moment for us to have our festivities. But that's all it is. It's, it's not for real. It's just a baby. Well, if that's you tonight, well, notice the challenge just here. Look what the angel says to Mary. Nothing is impossible with God. And Mary even receives a bit of a dare here, doesn't she? You're going to become pregnant. She's probably, yeah, she's just pregnant at this stage. Um, she says, even your elderly cousin is pregnant. Just Go and see her. It's almost a dare there. Go and see Elizabeth. And you'll find out God can do anything. Nothing is impossible for him. And so the, here is the challenge for us tonight. If we're thinking 
This is just a baby. Well, let's see how Mary responds to this message. Let's go with her on her investigation. Because after this message, she gets up and she travels pretty much 100 miles through rugged hillside to go and see her cousin and to find out whether God is doing miracles, whether something really weird is happening. So let's go and see. Is it just a baby? We'll return to those verses now. First thing I'd love us to see tonight is this meeting that Mary has with an elderly pregnant woman. Look at verse 39. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Now, here's Elizabeth. She's an elderly lady. People reckon she might be 88 years old. She's 88 years old and she's got pregnant. What? Yeah. And she's pregnant with none less than, in fact, John the Baptist is going to be her baby. And so Mary goes to see if it's true. Is she really pregnant? And how exciting. Maybe you've had friends who've longed for babies over, over many years and struggled. And so here's a moment of excitement to celebrate with Elizabeth. But, you know, if you know your Bible story, you'll know that there's a heck of a lot more to this than just that. You see, every time in the Bible... God wants to show that it's him doing the action. Almost every time, he'll show his faithfulness and his power and his purposes and his promises by taking an impossible situation. God, again and again in the Bible story, takes often elderly women, barren women, and he blesses them with life. He gives them life. Abraham and Sarah had to wait until Sarah was 99 years old, pretty much, and then Sarah had a baby. Rebecca had to wait many years for Isaac. Rachel had to wait many years for Joseph. You see, this is kind of God's trademark move, if you like. And here's Mary, and she meets Elizabeth, and Elizabeth really is pregnant. And so tonight, we need to see a big flashing signpost here. Here's a signpost. Mary meets an old woman who is pregnant. Guys, that just doesn't happen, does it? I mean, it's almost laughable. An 88-year-old being pregnant way past the menopause. <laughs> no one can claim anything normal is happening here, can they? This is a barren woman having a baby. And I think we're supposed to think at this point, this is God. This is God at it again. I can't explain it any other way. I think that's exactly what Elizabeth recognises, actually. Here's this elderly woman, and of course she could be consumed with her own pregnancy. But actually she's not, because of verse 41. Look what happened. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now sometimes babies get used to their parents' voices, don't they? You know, sometimes you hear um, when they're in the womb and parents will speak to the baby and maybe they can see if they can get some movement and so on. Um, well, something maybe like that is happening, except it's something way more than that. You know, Elizabeth recognises, here's this baby in her womb and it's just giving a kick. This baby leaps, leaps for joy. You see, we're supposed to see here a meeting with an elderly woman, but also the meeting here of two babies. See, here is John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb, and he's already prophesying. He's already pointing at Jesus. 
He's already leaping for joy and saying, I'm the support act. He's the main event. Look at this baby. The long-promised Christ, the rescuing king. It's a word from the womb. Now, is it me or is that, again, just kind of what? Uh, Think of how we um, assess truth claims today. Do you ever invite a child to testify in court? Do you? Sometimes kids can be very truthful, can't they? Actually. But we don't often take the word of kids on face value, do they? Here is a baby in a womb speaking to us and saying, pay attention to Mary and her baby. And it's a challenge to us, isn't it? It's something almost laughable. Is this a story? If this can only be a story, can, can, can it? But where we might be proud, Elizabeth isn't. She's humble and she listens to the life inside her and she proclaims a blessing to Mary. She's not worshipping Mary here. She's just praising, uh, praising Mary for her behaviour. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth seems to know the backstory. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. How amazing is it? The mother of my Lord should come to me. Guys, everything here is totally scandalous, isn't it? Old women having babies. Teenage virgins having babies. Babies leaping. Angels visiting. Everything in this story almost makes us want to almost snigger. It can't be true. In our intellect, we say this can't happen. In our wealth, we say no NHS, no IVF, no modern science, then no baby. In our position as modern people, we look down on those folk, our forebears, and think of them as naive and foolish. If only they knew what we know, we say. But you look at this passage, and I think Mary and Elizabeth want to say to us, if only we knew what they knew. Mary is praised here for believing what God had spoken through the angel and in the Bible. She believed that God was really at work. And that's that's a challenge for us here, isn't it? What has God said? Could this very strange, very unusual story, in fact, be the very thing that God has promised to do? And we're in a bit of a dilemma, aren't we? Are we going to remain proud before this story? Oh, it's just a story, just a baby. Or are we going to stop and wonder to ourselves, if there was a God, could it be that he might, in fact, want to work through just the kind of situations that we find laughable? Could it be that he might act in some of the strangest ways exactly to display his power, to show his worth, and not to vindicate us and our Proud self-confidence. What has God really said? That might be a question to ask. Well, Mary knows, and she sings a song. This is the last thing we want to see tonight. There's there's been an old woman, a meeting with an old woman, a meeting of two babies, and lastly, there's a song. And Mary sings, and her song, well, it's, it's full of the words of the Bible. It's full of the promises of God. It's full of what God has done and what God is promising to continue to do. I'll read just a few verses of it from the next slide. Verse 51. God has shown strength with his arm. He scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty-handed. 
Mary says, I can see what's going on here. This is the God who turns the world upside down. This is what this baby will do. Mighty emperors, world leaders, will be pulled down from their thrones by a baby. Dictators have fallen, celebrities and politicians. Those who want to say, I'm going to try and live my life without God. Proudly, rebelling. It won't last forever. Here is a baby who will bring many to shame. See, this is the trouble with this story, isn't it? It sounds like just a story, and then when we hear about the baby, we find out he's the most dangerous baby in all the world. He will pull the proud down from their thrones. And we might have laughed at him and laughed at it all. But you know, that's not just what he does. This song that Mary sung, he says, he, this baby, he doesn't just bring down the proud, but he exalts the humble. You see, if you're here tonight and you've thought, I, I, I want to laugh at this story, but I'm not sure I can. There's something about this story that's making me hungry. I, I want to know if it could be true. Well, if that's you, if you'd humble yourself to listen to this story, would you see the words that Mary sings? He fills the hungry with good things. Here is a baby that's going to fill your longing. You're longing to know the truth. You're longing to know satisfaction. You're longing deep down to know God. And actually, he's the only one who can fulfill that promise to bring us satisfaction. You see, if this baby really does pull down every ruler from their throne, well, whose promises are left that are worth anything? Here's the shock of the Christmas story. Here's this baby that comes down. And he wasn't pulled off a throne. He stepped down from a throne. God himself became a baby. He took on a human nature and he'd been rejected by everyone. And the throne that he would be given was a cross. And it seemed so foolish, just as we might have laughed tonight. Well, the laughter continued even at the scene of the cross. Jesus was mocked. But the one who was buried in the tomb didn't stay dead. The one who was buried in the tomb rose from the death, defeated death, and now no pretended throne can ever topple him. This is Jesus' message. If you're humble, if you're hungry, if the laughter can be set aside, then the Jesus who came down to die can take your death. He can take your shame. That life of living without God can be laid on him. It can be put on another. So that in the Lord Jesus you can be forgiven. And you can know him forever. You see, it's not just a story. And Jesus is not just a baby. It all seems quite strange. But actually, this baby is the most important baby in the whole of the universe. He's the Lord. He's the saviour who stoops down into our world, recognised by the old woman, recognised by a baby in a womb, and sung off by Mary. And Mary travelled hundreds of miles to find out if this miracle was really happening. I wonder what you would do, how far you would go to find out whether it's true. We're going to move towards uh, singing a, a final song. Um, don't worry, guys. 
stay put for the moment. Um, but uh, as we do, perhaps um, have a think. There's a couple of suggestions I'd like to make to you. One is uh, that we've got a few books here. And if you're thinking, wow, I'd, I'd just like to see whether this, the unbelievable is believable. Well, here's a book you might like to take away. Is Christmas unbelievable? There's one for you here if you'll take it away and read it. That's, uh, that's an offer from Grace Church. I'd also like to invite you to a course we're planning on running in the new year called Hope Explored. It's going to be three weeks uh, investigating the claims of the Christian faith and whether there is really hope in the Christian message. So if you'd like to come along to that and find out more, do come and have a word with me or Steve and put your name down, and we'd love to have you along to that. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to sing. And lots of candles. Our loving Heavenly Father, we find this story so scandalous. We find it so strange and, to our minds, silly. But perhaps that is exactly the point. Perhaps that is exactly how we are supposed to find it until the penny drops that it is true. That the God of this universe has sent his only son into the world to rescue a proud people and to set them right and to humble them. That we might be in relationship with you forever. Father, we ask that you'd help us to investigate the claims here and to see if they're true. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, it's that moment. I believe Steve has told us we've got some candles under the chair in front of you. If you'd like to get them, and Steve's going to start us lighting the candles. <laughs>